from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Park Ridge, New Jersey at an undisclosed location within Park Ridge, New Jersey. This is the season premiere of Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint for the 2017 National Football League season. Week 1, Luke Morrow is alongside. It's here. Oh, finally. What a joyous occasion to start the football season. And it's always great when it begins with the Patriots' loss. Now we get the full slate of games uh, upcoming here. The finish up this weekend, and uh, such a big day that I even came to Jersey just for you, Bort. I, I I know it's 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 marvelous. I will start uh, the show on week one the way I do every Sunday sprint week one. Will the Vikings be in the Super Bowl at their home <laughs> venue? Well, I certainly hope that they will become the first team to ever do that. I'll say that uh, the Vikings, to me. Uh, have uh, every opportunity to be a playoff team this year. I won't go as far as to say that they'll be in the Super Bowl, but honestly, and maybe I'm biased, I will say that the Vikings, I think, have enough talent that they could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I will say it's out of the question. I doubt it will happen, but I will keep my fingers crossed all year long. Luke, I'm going to say something very outlandish. Oh, boy. It'll shock you. The Jets will not be in the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. I know. That is very outlandish. I need to sit down. I'm, I'm really depressed, but it's true. I don't think this Jet team is good enough. Over under three and a half wins for the Jets. Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to give you another number. 140. 140 is the least amount of points ever scored in a 16-game season in the National Football League. 92 Seahawks. I think they can make a run at that. Really? Yes. Well, that would be tremendously bad. Yes. That, that is... Um, and I've said it before. That is, is That's how bad I think this season could be for the Jets. I really do. Hmm. Well, you follow them closer than I do, of course. Uh, As we get into Jets-Bills, by the way, our, our, our first of the five games here on the Sprint. Go ahead, Luke. That's right. And I saw, you know, everybody around the nation, I saw USA Today picked them to go 1-15. and Everyone has been in that area. I personally think, while the Jets may be one of the worst teams in the league, very well maybe the worst team, I think they'll be somewhat competitive, maybe more like a 4-12 and mark. And I actually do like the Jets' uh, as the underdogs in terms of not to win the game against the Bills, but I think they'll keep it below the, the nine-point line or whatever it is uh, at home. For these two teams, a lot of change coming to the season for the Bills with the coaching staff, all that sort of stuff. Now a new system for Tyrod Taylor and then for the Jets. Uh, what, two new receivers that they've added here in the last couple of weeks. A uh, new quarterback, Josh McCown, who looks like he barely played in the preseason. There's a whole lot of question marks. We know what the, the deal is with the Jets this year. They're really looking forward towards the future, so... Yeah, I guess it'll be a, a situation of which team can gel the fastest in terms of this particular game, but obviously the Bills are the, the more talented group in the game. Let me say this, Luke. I was at Jets-Giants, the third preseason game, the dress rehearsal. Um, I don't usually do preseason games, but I had club seats, so that's why I went. They were free. My total expenditure for the night was $16. Um and against a team in the Giants that I believe has every chance to be in the Super Bowl, that defense was stunningly bad. 
and that was when they had Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> so, I, I, the the Jets can be competitive if the defense allows them to be competitive. If the if the defense does not allow the Jets to be competitive, they will not be anywhere near three and thirteen, four and twelve, five and eleven, which I'll, I've seen a lot of people have. Um, I believe this team has every chance to go zero and sixteen. Um, I believe if you look at their schedule, this is one of the two most winnable games on it. Um, I mean, you really have to look uh, at the schedule. Cleveland and Jacksonville are the only other two games that I believe the Jets have a legitimate chance to win. That's how bad I think this team is. And I think Jacksonville is going to be better. Um, So, yeah, it's bad. And... uh, the Bills are, are, are a little disheveled themselves. Uh, transition. Tyrod Taylor was, was in the concussion protocol. He's out of it. Um, Josh McCown, as you said, has played about three series in the whole preseason. Um, I've played more football this year, I believe, than he has. You've <laughs> called more football than he's played. Um, it's really disturbing what the Jets did with this quarterback competition in the offseason and in uh, camp. And as a result, I fully believe the Jets will go 0-16. I'll just say this about the Jets to, to wrap up on my end. I agree with you. Um, you know, it comes down to the defense of the run games, try to shorten games and keep them in as many games as they can. But with that said, that's why I think Josh McCown is kind of the opposite quarterback of what they want, although they don't really have a better option. McCown, for some reason, is regarded as like a safe veteran. He's really not. He's not a very smart quarterback, in my opinion. He takes a lot of dumb risks, and the last thing the Jets can afford this year are some of the boneheaded turnovers that he'll commit at time time by throwing the ball away, holding on to it too long, just trying to make something happen and turning it into an error. So I think he's actually the opposite type of quarterback that the Jets could use right now. Uh, that may be true. And, look, he's going to start two or three games, and it's going to be Christian Hackenberg and maybe Bryce Petty. Um but it's bad. Uh, he does not have a great history. That's why he's playing on the Jets. Colin Kaepernick is probably better than, than that. Tim Tebow may be better than Josh McCown on his bad days. Um, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Uh, equally as bad is, is, is seeing Teddy Bridgewater still out of football. Um, that was a really bad injury your Vikings quarterback had. Uh, he obviously is on PUP, and the Vikings uh, will host the Saints on Monday Night Football tomorrow night um, to kick off their season, Adrian Peterson's return to Minnesota, Luke. Yeah, it should be electric. Monday Night Football, season opener at uh, the new stadium in its second year now. You have AP returning, and Randy Moss is going to go into the Ring of Honor at halftime. We'll blow the Gallahorn before opening kickoff. Uh, so it should be a great environment there for the home crowd. I think the Vikings match up well with the Saints. I mean, the Saints obviously lost Brandon Cooks. Then Snead gets suspended, so they're down there. Uh, two of their top three receivers to begin. And Xavier Rhodes, who did a phenomenal job last year against some of the top receivers in the game, I think he can lock down Michael Thomas one-on-one. And Trey Waynes, who has excellent speed, should be able to match up with Ted Ginn, because Ginn is essentially just a receiver who can one run straight and try to blow past people. Now you really take away the top four receiving options for Drew Brees. But my concern is the Vikings don't do a very good job um, defending running backs, receiving the football out of the backfield. We know Brees likes to do that. He has a very good receiving scat back now, and the rookie does the same batted in that backfield. 
And also the Saints have the ability if they want to go really with power football with a couple different tight ends and run the football, including Adrian Peterson now. And that's where the Vikings can be very vulnerable. But with that said, if they choose that route, I'll gladly allow them to take uh, the ball out of the hand of Drew Brees. So I think the Vikings match up very well with the Saints as long as they can handle those running backs. We shall see how that turns out as we pick up the pace here on the Sunday Sprint. Oakland, Tennessee, I believe Oakland will be your AFC Championship game representative against New England. I believe New England wins that game. Um, but I believe this Oakland team is for real. They add Marshawn Lynch as a running back. Look, he's an enigma. He said more in a TV special last night um, called... Um, Mexo's Super School Live about how to rebuild our nation's high schools than I've seen him say in 10 years. He said about three sentences, and I believe, Luke, that's as much as he said publicly to anybody. Um, so I think this Raider team is for real. Marcus Mariota comes back healthy for the Titans. I think the Titans will be improved and will be in the wild card game against somebody. I saw the first three lines of that special last night in my hotel room and immediately changed the channel. But it would be uh, on the flip side of the right of the Raiders. For the Titans, they're a popular, popular pick in the uh, AFC this year, especially to win their division. And if they want to do that, it has to start at home against the Raiders. They've lost at home each of the past two seasons to Oakland. You have to get over that hump and beat one of the better teams in the AFC to prove that this year you are for real. And I do like this Titans team. Uh, I think uh, they'll at least compete. Not sure they're good enough to beat the Raiders just yet. We, uh, I, I don't believe that they're good enough either. I think the Raiders win this game comfortably and remind everybody why they are for real. The Giants, we'll see about Odell Beckham face Dallas, who will have Ezekiel Elliott for most of the playoffs. I'm a firm believer in Dallas. I think this team is for real. I don't think they'll have a sophomore slump. This could be an NFC Championship game preview. We may see this matchup three times this year. Um, the Giants are really good. The Giants will be as good as the health of their wideouts. Odell, obviously, Brandon Marshall had a shoulder in preseason, and the offensive line and, uh, enabling Paul Perkins to run the football. If all that happens, this Giant team is good enough to win the whole shebang. I believe Dallas is good enough too. Luke, will Dallas have a sophomore slump? I think so. I think they had the, probably the worst offseason of any team, especially any of the playoff teams. I think they did a terrible job this offseason. I think they got worse. And though they won the division, it's still their division, but I think the Giants are the better team. I think the Giants match up very well with the Cowboys because the Cowboys don't get after the quarterback. That's the weakness for the Giants. And the Giants on the other side defend the run very well. That's the strength for the Cowboys. So I think it's a very good matchup for the Giants. We saw that last year. I think that carries on into this season starting tonight. Uh, and finally, uh, the fifth game, right? One, two, three, yeah. And the fifth game is uh, Seattle Green Bay. You obviously keep a close eye on Green Bay because of, of the NFC North battles um, alongside the Vikings. A lot of people think Green Bay, this is a, a year that, that Aaron Rodgers can finally get himself back uh, in in the big dance. He obviously um, did not have the outcome he won in the NFC Championship game after an insane performance in the divisional game against the Cowboys. Uh, do you believe they're for real? And Seattle, look, Russell Wilson has done it once. Um, 
and has won the whole thing. Uh, he apparently is in the best shape of his life. He went on a new diet and thinks he's as good as new. Well, in regards to the Packers question, that's a tricky one because I think without Aaron Rodgers, this is a four to five win team. And that's been the case quite a bit in his career. I can't wait for him to finally hang it up because without Rodgers, this Packers team has nothing. They do have a great offensive line. I think it's an underrated offensive line. Everyone talks about how great Rodgers is. But he's also behind one of the best O-lines in the league. Obviously, a couple of good receivers are Jordy Nelson. But that's it. They have a converted receiver trying to play running back. They don't have a very good defense, especially in the secondary. And yet, uh, the majority of people I've seen are picking them to win the Super Bowl this year, or rather make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC this year. So, you know, Rodgers is just the leader of this team. He'll obviously be competitive. They may very well may win the division once again this season. But I think they certainly beat the Seahawks. Seattle's two worst losses over the past five years have both come at Lambeau, including the 28-point loss last year. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, I don't think can get over that hump just yet. I think they lose again in Green Bay. We shall see. End of our radio program. Your game of the day is... I gotta go to the Sunday night matchup. Giants-Cowboys. Uh, it's not Jets. <laughs> Bills, even though that is a Luca battle for the AFC East uh, first place. Wow, it really is a bizarre one. Do you realize that? The Pats lost, the Dolphins are postponed. This is a battle for first. That would be amazing if the Jets were in first place, even if it was one enough. Yes, and then lose 14 straight. I mean, All 15 four. straight. Sorry, 15 straight. Yeah, that, that could very well happen. Um, yeah, I'll go with you as, as, as the game of the day. Your sleeper game. Uh, I'll say Cardinals-Lions. I think it could be a good offensive matchup. Uh, you'll see that game on Fox at 1 p.m. in some markets. I'm going to go Indy-Los Angeles Rams. Um, I, I think Jared Goff, he's, he's, he's got to prove a lot or else he's going to lose his job. And Indianapolis with Scott Tolzien... Uh, do they rally around Andrew Luck, basically, and, and try to hand him, in, hopefully in a couple weeks, uh, a, a, a team that's, that's decent? Your game to watch golf during the Walker Cup on FS1. Funny you should ask. I'm going Rams-Colts. Nothing about that intrigues me. I think it's a terrible game. Um, okay. You can say that that is a horrible game. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Pittsburgh-Cleveland. That game has no interest to me. That's also my uh, survivor game because I believe that that game is... is uh, uh, Pittsburgh will win that game easily. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping on the Browns bandwagon this year. Are you okay, you are. What is your survivor game then? Uh, uh, I'll go Texans over Jaguars. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an insane scene in Houston. I mean, that's just going to be incredible, especially with what J.J. Watt has done. That has crossed $30 million now that he's raised uh, through his campaign. And finally, your, your player to watch. I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth. I'll say Jared Goff, even though that game is so boring to me. I think Goff will have a good game start an important year for him against a terrible Colts defense with a much better offensive line for Goff. Lachlan Edwards. He is the Jets punter. He will be the MVP of the Jets this year, and he may become the best punter in football purely because he'll get the most practice. I already got his jersey. Uh, wow, you already have his jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in New Jersey now, so. Oh, wow. 
I think I missed that joke, but okay. You already have his jersey? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's a terrible joke. I don't get... I, I totally do not get that. But this is what happens with Luke and I, and this is the end of the first week of the sprint. Luke, thank you. We'll see you next week. Can't wait. And now to talk uh, fantasy, we welcome to the Sunday Sprint for his regular season debut, Mr. Danny Flecka. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? All right, let's start here. Um, Odell Beckham is a game-time decision. Uh, that's what Adam Schefter is reporting this morning. With that in mind, do you take the chance and, and, and start him and hope that come you know 8.35 he's out there, or do you go another direction? If it was any other game besides the 8.30 game, I'd say, yeah, wait it out, see what you can, you can get. Uh, but given that your options... They're going to be limited. You're probably, you know, when you look at the teams that are playing on Monday night and and Sunday night, you probably don't have that luxury of plugging in somebody that could give you half of his production. So with that being said, you know, I have him in one of my lineups right now, and I, I have him out. You, you can't risk waiting to 8.30 to get, to get him in your lineup. I, I think you have to look elsewhere if you have uh, some options. Some options, you know, you know, I like today wide receiver Mike Wallace. If you got him, you know, I definitely would take him, you know, put him in there for him. Eric Decker is another option that could be available or, or on your bench. Uh, if you want to hold out for the 8.30 game or, you know, plug him in for somebody that's not playing, if you got somebody like Adam Thielen on Monday night going or um, if you have Sterling Shepard on your bench, Cole Beasley on your bench, uh, those could be guys that you could stuff in for him, but I would have him out of your lineup as of right now. Um, you know, ankles are weird things, um, and I think for a lot of, of fans, you know, they, they know very well about the high ankle uh, sprain and how debilitating that can be. Are you somebody that's in favor of, of casting aside Odell, or do you just hold on to him, put him on the bench, and, and hope that with a that with another week of rest he'll you know be back to himself? Because some people with ankle sprains really never get back to normal until after the bye week. Yeah, I, I think the Giants could get more information. I was you know in the camp, you know, as a Giants fan, thinking that this was all smoke and mirrors, and that he was a going to be shooting up tomorrow night and, and playing, but he's going to be three weeks removed tomorrow from the injury. You know, even if he doesn't go today, I, I think it's a one-game setback. I do have 15 other games you got to keep in mind if you're the Giants. But if you have him and you don't play him tonight, it's not anything serious, I think. It's maybe one game, two games. You hope that he gets out there. There's two nice matchups for him from a fantasy Perspective, you know, Dallas Cowboys secondary and Detroit Lions secondary next week. You, you want him out there if you're a fantasy owner, but if you're the team, if he's not 100 percent, it could re-aggravate that injury, and then you're dealing with it. You know, until you know they have a week eight by, I think. You know, it's not worth it. So if you have him and you can't play him tonight, I'm sure people will be pissed off about that. But you know, these people. You know, the Giants aren't worried about your fantasy team. They're worried about their actual team. So if he sits one game, he sits one game. You have him for 15 other ones. Um, all right, let's move on to kickers uh, because I don't think kickers get enough respect. And this may be the only fantasy show where we talk about kickers second. Um, so that may be a, a new thing in the world, which we've just accomplished. Um, <laughs> 
Sebastian Janikowski went on IR yesterday. He's been one of the more consistent kickers in the in the National Football League for years. If he was your kicker, what direction do you go? The good thing about kickers is that there usually are enough options out there on the waiver wire. I think uh, you look at a guy like Ryan Suckup on Tennessee. Uh, he was one of the more productive fantasy kickers last year. Um, you can look at him. Uh, even the guy in the Giants, Aldrich Rosas. You know, the Giants, you know, again, as a Giants fan, they painfully saw in the red zone a lot. They could have a chance for two or three, you know, field goals plus, the, you know, the extra points. Uh, you can look at him as an option. You could also look at someone like Blair Walsh on the Seahawks. Uh, he had a pretty strong preseason after his uh, long out in Minnesota. So, you know, there's, there are some options out there if you're looking for some. Uh, talking to uh, Danny Flecker here on the Sunday Sprint. All right, let's let's dive into who do you like, who uh, who do you don't like. We'll start with quarterbacks. I'm a big fan of Mariota. Uh, you know, I was watching the NFL Network this morning, and one of the reporters on there said he might not be back to full 100. Again, I think it's smoke and mirrors. Bad off bad matchup up front for the Raiders. You know, good offensive line uh, for the Titans. Better receiving options than last year for Mariota. You know, I, I like him this year, this week as a, as a strong QB play. Um, some other options, you know, besides the, the big names, Carson Wentz against Washington. Um, you know, it, it's a good pick. Washington secondary. You know, they do have Josh Norman, but other than that, you know, not really a lot that I could say scares me. Um, Eli Manning, if, if you have him or you're in a deeper QB league, you know, even without Odell Beckham, um, that, Cal- that Dallas secondary could be something of a, of a play all year long. If you got a, a, a QB that you got going against them, you can look at him. Um, another QB I like a lot today, too, is Russell Wilson. Uh, Green Bay gets a lot of love for, for what they have on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, they kind of stink. You know, Russell Wilson is 100% healthy and gets some rushing yards. Um, Doug Baldwin's always his main main target. You got Jimmy Graham as well there. So uh, look, look for uh, Russell Wilson to possibly have a really big game for that. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Russell Wilson is also um, hell, um, uh, on a brand new diet. <coughs> excuse me. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, Russell Wilson's on a brand new diet and uh, says that he feels as good as he ever has, which is good news for Seahawks fans, good news for fantasy owners who have him. Ezekiel Elliott um, has been cleared to play. Are you somebody that against a formidable giant defense, if you liked his production last year, a lot of people think think the Cowboys are going to be in a slump. Um, Do you steer away from from Zeke thinking he may have had off-season distractions, or if you have him on your team, do you go with him today? I'm guessing if you have Ezekiel Elliott, you drafted him with, with a high stock, either late first round, early second round. You know, for drafting somebody in that position, you can't you can't sit them. You got to play them. So unless you have a, a stacked running back bench, you know, with, with some top tier options there for you, um, you got to play them. So if you got Ezekiel Elliott, despite the bad matchup against the Giants, you got to think that. You know, everything that's happened in this offseason, there's clarity now that he's playing, and he's going to be in the lineup and getting 20 to 25 touches a game. So if you drafted him, you got to play him. Your favorite defenses today? Uh, you got to look at Pittsburgh. Um, 
going against a rookie QB in, in Kaiser. Um, you know, they did get Joe Hayden. Well, well, I think he's, you know, suspect still. You have to see what he gives you. You got terrible receiving options in Cleveland. Um, the run game in, in Cleveland might might give them some relief, but I think you're going to be looking at a QB point from behind, forcing the issue, a couple turnovers, sacks. Uh, so I like the Steelers defense a lot today, obviously against the Browns. Um, your ultimate sleepers today. So you're looking at sleepers. Um, obviously after Thursday night, if you had Gillespie in your lineup, you know, good for you. <laughs> Sweeper today, uh, you got to be looking at Sterling Shepard if, if Odell's out. You can see working the middle of the field to the Giants. Um, I, I like him a lot there. Carlos Hyde. A lot of people didn't draft him with high stock. I think he's going to have a, a big game today against the Panthers. Uh, so you can throw him in there. I, I like Pierre Garçon as well for the Spring Niners. Uh, someone who wasn't drafted probably to the ninth, tenth round. Uh, you can look at him for some good production today. I'm familiar with Shanahan's offense, so um, he could be someone that, that gives you, you know, six catches, 70 yards or so, hopefully for that touchdown. Um, that hurts. On the Eagles, I think he's gonna have a big game. You know, I know they added a lot on the outside, but he's familiar with the offense. Went through to him a lot last year. He could be someone that that goes off a lot today. And um, looking to Monday night, I, I'm liking Adam Thielen on the Vikings. Uh, big, big volume guy in that Minnesota offense. Um, Bradford likes throwing to him. Saints have a, a really crummy defense. So I look rather deal and have a big game in Minnesota as well. Did we talk about your favorite defenses for today? Uh, yeah, we, we had the Steelers. Yes, that's right. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, that's what I was going to ask. Um, Houston, J.J. Watt, always done for that city, the motivation of that city. Do you think Houston plays above their level today and, uh, defensively? Uh, you know, looking at the numbers, Houston has always had success against Jacksonville. J.J. Watt's been there. Uh, no reason for that not to continue. Uh, that defensive line at, at front seven of uh, Houston is pretty strong. Their, their secondary could be a little bit plucked after they lost um, their top corner last year, but that you have to assume that Portals is going to have enough time to find those receivers and make those plays downfield. So the Houston defense should carry them to a win. Um, you know, the Houston offense leaves a lot to be desired. I don't know what you're going to get from Tom Savage. And their, their skill players definitely have a down week this week, just given that. But, you know, given everything that's going on out there, you know, we always see that those types of teams that, that deal with that type of adversity, uh, being that it wasn't them directly, but, you know, the city itself, I think Houston has a big game on the defensive side of the ball and eventually carries that team to a, a big win. So, if you have Houston defense, definitely fire them up. Final question, uh, Danny. Um, as a Jet fan who believes that the MVP of the team will be Lachlan Edwards, should punters be in fantasy football? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was pretty definitive. <laughs> uh, I just had to get that out there. Just had to get that out there. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Have a good day. You got it. Uh, that is the Sunday Sprint, first one of the year. Thank you very much. Enjoy. We'll see you next week.